guys. Welcome to Friends Beer Coffee, an autobiographical podcast for the hell of it. I'm your host, Joel Gratzik, and today I'm talking with Gil, a comic book fan and a teacher friend of mine that I met a couple of years ago through uh, dead blogging. How you doing today, Gil? I'm great. How are you doing? All right. How's uh, the COVID-19 stay-at-home thing treating you? Uh, it's It's been rough. I mean, you know, obviously it's been, you know, I'm blessed that I'm still working, so that's a big plus, right? Good. But uh, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a lot. My wife and I are both teachers, so we're working and we're using resources, right? So we're using the computers and my kids are doing e-learning, so they're using computers. And so, Great. you know, between teaching and you know my students and teaching my personal kids and helping them you know with their stuff it's 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 kept me busy but again i you know can't complain because i know a lot of people have it a lot a lot rougher we're lucky that we have an income coming and we have you know the resources to be able to actually have our kids on computers and for me and my wife to still work so but i mean we're we're uh, we're managing a little disconcerting today because we were out and Lots of people. I mean, it's a beautiful day. I get it. People want to go out, but a lot of people not wearing those masks. And I know we can get into a whole thing about that, but it's just a little, you know, upsetting to the point where you feel like a sucker for wearing it because it seems like you're the only one. So, but other than that, you know, it seems like it's it's been okay. I understand that feeling. Uh, for my wife specifically, though, um, <clears throat> you know, she's a flight attendant. She flies places. So, odds are, if anyone's going to have it in the group it's going to be my wife and i so we always make sure uh you know we wear the masks anyways and it hasn't happened but maybe a handful of times but i've had a f- couple of people at the grocery store you know give me a hard time or not you know get too close and i, I just flat out like hey my wife's a flight attendant you know she was in new work like two weeks ago so if you want to get near me that's cool but i would advise not to <laughs> right it's for your own safety i mean i don't know it's just people are Again, I think most people are okay with it, but a lot of people are, you know, thinking it's a big burden or a big, you know, they're being oppressed because they have to wear a mask. God forbid. Yeah, it's just terrible. I ask them to think about other people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you said uh, you said you're a teacher. How long have you been a teacher, and what do you teach? Okay, so I've been a teacher. It's going to be let's see, it's going to be the end of seven years now. So seven years, and I teach health and PE. And I teach elementary school, so I work with pre-kinder all the way up to eighth graders. Oh, nice. So yeah. it's quite the varied um, set of things you have to do throughout yes, the week. Like I go from, you know, one hour of, you know, telling kids to wash their hands and doing nursery rhymes kind of stuff and to another one where I'm teaching sex ed. So, yeah, it's a big fluctuation sometimes. <laughs> Keeps me on my toes. Well, that's good. How, uh, how do you end up becoming a teacher? Okay, so yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I've always been into sports, right? So I'm kind of an athlete, and I played sports my whole life, and I've always been tangentially involved. My parents had a martial arts school when I was younger. I played football, so I've always been in that, you know, uh, in that I guess realm. And I started working at a high school on the north side, Sun High School, and I was I started coaching there. I was coaching football, I was coaching baseball, wrestling, and I never finished up school because I went to school. That's a whole other story. But I went to school. I started out going into like pre-law. Then I went to film school. Then I came back and I went to JC and I got into criminal justice. I was going to be a police officer. I was just jumping around from thing to thing. But anyway, I started coaching and I'm coaching there. And I met my wife there. I mean, we weren't married at the time, but that's how we met. She's an English teacher. 
And you know what? Because we were gonna, we were gonna, we were ready for a change. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta stop screwing around and just finish my degree and do something. So I went back to school, and initially I actually wanted to do English because I like writing too. And I was gonna do English, but as part of the education program, they made us take health. I mean, uh, you know, physical education classes, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, basic whatever uh, requisite. And when I went to the gym, I'm like, that felt at home. I was actually like comfortable. I was like, you know what? What am I doing? I'm just gonna, you know, I'll do PE because that's where I felt most comfortable. And nice. just stop screwing around. And so I changed my major to that. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much how I ended up in that. Do you see yourself staying a teacher for the foreseeable future? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I enjoy it for the most part. And like I said, we're lucky now that we're, you know, still being, being able to uh, to be working, to be employed. And yeah, I mean, I think so. As long as I can stay like doing, I, I mean... I might be ready for change as far as like sometimes like I think maybe going to the high school and going, but no, I, I think I am. I think it's it's you know we get there's a lot of perks to it. It's tough. It's like it's a busy job and but I mean we get time off. We get summers off and like just the, being that my wife's a teacher too, we our schedules align pretty well and our kids. So right. I and I mean and I do like it. I mean I like you know helping kids. It's it's, it's challenging, believe me. And like one of the neighborhood I I work in is one of the poor ones and challenging neighborhoods, but it's. It's, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's something that, you know, I'm proud of and feel good about. So I think so. Cool. Cool. So we met through a mutual friend of ours, Victor. Right. And you and he do a website uh, on comic books and that sort of thing. Tell me, tell me about Fan Dads. Sure. How so it got started. It, well, the way it started was that, uh, again, with, you know, jumping between jobs and stuff. Um, this was at a time when I wasn't working. I had moved out of town with my wife and we moved back. So I was out of the school system for a minute and I needed to get a job. And my aunt worked at Walden Books and Victor worked at the Walden Books, you know, for her. So she was the manager. So we ended up working together and some, we ended up working also like those sales kiosks, like the uh, the uh, Christmas ones. Oh, and yeah. So then when we spent a lot of time together, was we were working at a calendar store. And so they start selling those suckers like September, October. Like no, no one's buying calendars then, but they open them, you know. And um, we had a lot of downtime. So during that downtime, we would, you know, come up with like skits or goofy ideas and just start, you know, started getting to know each other. And we thought, you know, this would be a good idea for a blog. He was about to have a kid. I had just gotten married. And like we could see that we were transitioning to, you know, another part of our adulthood, I guess, you know, into being parents and more family oriented and uh some at some point you know when people call people fanboys we thought well what if we do you know we're not going to be fanboys anymore we're going to be fan dads and that's kind of where it's about from there and you know so we our site does a lot on pop culture movies comic books uh video games you know we took we try to touch on those type of uh themes do you have any favorite franchises that you guys cover more often than others um i know that for victor he would probably say star wars for me i'd probably say the marvel stuff the mcu so we we cover a fair amount of that but we try to cover like you know whatever's coming out we're lucky that we have connections where we get passes well now not so much but passes to go to you know movie openings and you know for books and stuff like that so we touch we try to touch a lot of different things but um, yeah, if there was any favorite ones, I would think he'd go with probably with Star Wars and I would go with like, you know, more of the Marvel stuff. But I mean, I'm a fan of it all and he is pretty much too. 
I can say I've seen all the Star Wars movies. I've only seen maybe a handful of the MCU stuff, but that's because I think it's a little overwhelming because, yeah. I mean, even on – I was so excited about Disney Plus when it came out. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be able to, like, catch up on all the movies. And there's several that are missing. Right. Because Netflix so, still has the rights to, I think, a couple, but eventually they'll, they'll all go over there. But, I mean, this is a great time because, yeah, it is can be it can be overwhelming. I mean, because for, for a minute there, they're coming out three a year, three a year, just popping them out one after another. But the other thing, too, is it's nice is that, is that if you don't want to watch all of them, you kind of just watch your, you know, the main ones, like the Avenger ones, Captain America. You, like, you don't have to see, like, every Thor one, every, you know, all the kind of side ones, like Ants and the Wasp, things like that, Ant-Man and the Wasp. If you stick to the main ones, you can kind of get a feel of what's going on. But, yeah, it can be it can be overwhelming, definitely. Like, this, that's how I feel about Star Wars sometimes. It's I've seen all the movies. I've seen most of the series, but it's like sometimes you just it's hard to keep up with things. And there's only so much, you know, a person can consume between podcasts and movies, yeah. video games and stuff. So you kind of try to, like, make your choices and, you know, but it's all it's all in fun. It's all fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they keep coming out with new stuff. I mean, I I haven't I haven't even finished The Mandalorian. I'm only about halfway through it. Oh, but that's, it's that's, really good. Yeah, that, that is that was great. And that was surprisingly good because, I you know, I figured it's going to be Star Wars. You always expect the level of you know at least for me that i'm gonna like it right buy in but man it was it was really good it was surprisingly good so i'm yeah i'm excited about that one nice do you guys have any plans in the future for uh a podcast or anything like that because i don't think you guys do that currently correct no we we started one and we're in the process as usual of re you know rebooting it i guess restarting it up and like that's why it was nice to get (coughs) excuse me it was nice to get on here with you because you're telling me a little bit about what you do. And I also looked at uh, Greg and the Daddy Porter, and the, we were uh-huh. on him for a while. And he uses this other, I can't remember at the moment what he uses. So it's good just to get different feedback because we definitely do want to start it up again. We had a Fan Dads one. And I also wanted to start like a personal one, kind of like what you're doing and kind of like what Greg was doing too, talking to your friends and just, you know, kind of shooting the shade a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, and it's also a good excuse because like, I originally was going to do that too. But it's a good excuse to kind of reconnect with people too. Like, you know, maybe only see them on Facebook. I haven't seen them in a couple of years. This is a good excuse to be like, hey, you know, what's up? Let's catch up. And this is a good way to do it, especially now in the time of COVID-19. Well, and even before that too, schedules make it difficult. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, look at me. We had to reschedule yeah. twice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, let's see, you guys, you and Victor live in Chicago. It's not, I mean, maybe an hour for me, depending on traffic. But right. the last time we hung out was a Twisted Hippo about a year ago. And I got to tell you, I'm like bummed out because like 2020 was going to be like my year to like get organized. So as soon as uh-huh. you set up those those beer meetups, I put them all in my calendar. So what's been happening every couple of Fridays? Beep. Oh, you're supposed to be at. Oh, yeah. beep, you're supposed to be a microphone. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know that was me, too. I was like, yes, I'm I'm you know, I'm going to make sure to get out at least once a month away from the kids. Yeah. Let the wife watch the little ones. And yeah, obviously, and of course. That of wasn't course, you know, both of us, it, it's first world problems, obviously, right? There's a lot sure. more serious stuff going on, but it's it's a bummer, you know, it's a bummer. It's it's nice to, you know, because like you said, schedules are so tough. We have kids, you know, just to go out and have a beer would be good, you know, but we will at some point soon. So you are a beer fan. You're drinking something right now. Tell me about what you're drinking. I'm drinking a beer from Alarmist. Alarmist is on the north side of Chicago, northwest side a little bit, I guess. It's a New England uh, IPA. DDH Citra Jus. So it's 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 tasty. They're famous, or not famous, but I guess their most well known beer would be Le Jus. 
It won the uh, gold medal at the GABF, I think, two years ago. OIB won it this year, so they're they're tasty. It's good stuff, and I like supporting them. They're good guys there. It's one of those places like it's a, it's like my Cheers. You know, they know me when I go in there. They oh, know, fun. Get a hookup every once in a while, so it's it's cool. That's that's one of the reasons I started the Brewery Finder site that I run, so I'd have an excuse to go somewhere and actually strike up conversations more than just hey i really like your beer <laughs> yeah no that's awesome yeah it's just, and it's and again that's you know the good stuff about social media like i'm in a couple of facebook groups that like chicago brewery one or microbrewery and then your stuff too following you it's like it's 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 fun it so takes out the guesswork too like getting you know somebody recommends something hey you want to check it out somebody says eh, maybe this one's you know not worth your time then you know you go somewhere else well, yeah, there's so many options out there. I mean, even mm. in Chicago, and if you include the suburbs, you're talking three digits as yeah. far as the number of options. So it's it's nice to narrow that down for sure based on what people like and schedules and so on. Yeah, we're definitely lucky in the amount of breweries that we have in the area. Do you have any others that are, that are your favorite? Yeah, um, Old Irving. That's another one that's close and nearby and near and dear to my heart. I just picked up some stuff from them yesterday. Um, Beguile is another one that's good. Down in oh, I love Beguile. Um, Half Acre, and I don't know, rounding off like the top five. Let's see, I, I like, uh, hmm, I said Half Acre, yeah, Half Acre. Oh, um, in Evanston, Temperance, that's another good one, and they have like a nice okay. chill patio too. So, yeah, again, we're lucky, and this is, you know, I'm trying to drop some weight, and the beers keep, you know, bringing it back <laughs> i mean we're you know we're kind of spoiled with what we have around here so but it's it's yeah good stuff to find you can find i should say yeah that's awesome so How about tell, you oh um out here I, i'm close to microphone that's yes. one of my favorite i mean you know they do all kinds of things that are really great but i love their smells like bean spirit yes stout yeah I, I missed that one. Oh, that reminds me of another couple of breweries though that uh Kind of nearby too, um, Hubbard's Cave. Fantastic. It's really it's yes. Really good. And they moved closer to me, and they opened it like two days like before all this COVID stuff happened. Oh wow! So sit down and everything. Yeah, but that's a really good one too. I used to go to their original brewery, which was kind of in a strip mall. I don't know if you ever went to it, but it's pretty. Yeah, fun. I was there a handful yeah. of times with um, yeah. is it Unane? They work yeah. with. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but that's a really good one too. So that's yeah, it's another one. Um, why don't you tell me about some of the podcasts you listen to? Because I was happy, like when I launched my podcast, that I I know now that I have at least two regular listeners, you and my mom. <laughs> no, I do listen to yours. Um, I listen to I don't know if you would consider it a podcast, but Daddy Porter, um, those guys are brothers and booze. I guess they call. I don't even know what they call it, but you know, I watch uh -huh. them try to watch their feeds. And um, let's see, the Mega Dads. It's like a video gaming one. Other oh, dad bloggers, they're pretty oh, good. Cool. And it's like video game pop culture kind of stuff. Um, there's some local ones. There's this uh, James Van Osdel. He's been in the music industry or scene on radio for a long time. And he has this uh, show called Car Con Carne, which is basically he's in his car. Well, now it's been, you know, via Skype or whatever. But he, usually what he would do is he would take a famous musician or semi-famous musician from the area or even from outside the area drive them to a local restaurant and they would try the food in the car. So they're kind of, it's a, it's a foodie kind of thing, but it's also a music kind of thing. And also nice. like, it's, it's, it's a fun one. Yeah. That's one to check out. Um, yeah. Like off the top of my head, those are you know, the ones that I listen to, but I try to like, there's also, um, I'm losing my train of thought, but yeah, I try to, you know, like, like, uh, 
God, now is it the the Dad 2.0 one once in a while? Um, okay. Yeah, I'd have to look like on my list, but yeah, I'll, I'll dabble. Like if I'm, you know, I'll jump from podcast to podcast. But the thing again with the COVID and with the quarantine is that, and I know this is happening to a lot of people. Most people, at least me, I know that most of my listening is done in, in my commute, and I'm not commuting anywhere. So oh, yeah, like I, my my like you know, I'm behind on everything. So I'll take walks in the park, or I'll you know try to get some exercise, or if I'm doing stuff around the house, I'll throw one on. But then a lot of times too, the stuff I listen to is not the most kid friendly. So I can't listen sure. to it with the kids around. So it's been, so I definitely am not getting my, you know, as much of my uh, podcast listening in as, you know, I did a few months ago. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. And I'm the other way where I don't think I've, the last time I released an episode was in um, like January, right around New Year's, uh-huh. my son. And now I've done, I think you're like the fifth interview I've done in the last two weeks. Nice. I mean, that's that's something like productivity, and you're getting it out there. It's good. It's always good to have a couple in the can and just start releasing them. It's good stuff. For sure. I want to, I'm going to release them probably one a week, but what I want to do is just do like one every day for a week just because it would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, no. Why not? I'm curious. Are you, do you consider yourself a PC guy or a Mac guy? I definitely PC. And nothing like, I mean, not, not, you know, not, personal or anything but my wife has a, has a mac and an airbook or whatever but i just grew up on pcs they're a lot more i guess user friendly for me i had an app on iphone for a while but i you know I've, I've got a samsung now so i'm an android guy and it's nothing personal against it it's just i don't know and i know for like a lot of like editing and more of the arts i think you know apple's the way to go but i'm, I'm a pc guy it's what i grew up with it's what i'm familiar with the operating systems and everything so i think i'm more of a pc guy yeah definitely but cool. I'm not one of those guys that'd be like, oh, you use a Mac. Like, I'm not like, you know, because people get like that, too. Speaking of like, in uh console wars, right? PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. like Oh, yeah. Whatever, you know. I mean, again, I'm blessed. I have all of them. But it's not like oh, fun. by choice, you know, like, oh, because oh, Xbox sucks or I'm a you know PlayStation fanboy. No, everything has their pros and cons and their, you know, their time and place. Again, like the, the Switch is something that's portable. So that's really nice. It's more kid friendly. But the Xbox plays nice with other things because it's, you know, Microsoft and the PlayStation's, you know, and they have their exclusives. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice to be able to go to whichever one. But lately, it's I've been all about the PC, really, because, I mean, it's just more convenient. I'm, I have the double screen thing going. And so it's, it's and again, because I'm working. So I don't really, you can't see it on the podcast, but I kind of have a background set up because this is what I'm doing every morning for, you know, with my kids. I got to try to have my uh, whiteboard and everything ready to show them what's going on. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because actually, even though I'm a health teacher, our uh, third grade math teacher, fourth grade math teacher is on maternity leave. She just had a baby. It's like six weeks. Okay. So for the last yeah. six weeks, I've been doubling as a math teacher, too. So that's interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, Luckily, wow, that... it's fourth grade, because if I had to do like middle school, they'd probably know more than me. But fourth grade, I can handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my son is, well, he just graduated first. He's going in second grade. Um, so I, I feel confident for the next couple of years I'll be okay with yeah. math and everything. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> As he gets a little older, I'm not sure. No joke. <laughs> the funny part of that is um, Common Core for me is confusing, but for my wife, it makes uh, subjects like math way easier for her. Interesting. Like it, the way she understands that information and the way it's processed is just it's e- Common Core stuff is a lot easier for her. Yeah, and in theory, I guess that's why they're using it because it's supposed to be easier for 
kids to you know grasp concepts and then to you know build on it and to it's just supposed to be but yeah if you're taught a different way like i was it's just like kind of trying to you know i don't know reinvent the wheel for me i guess like no i'll do this mm-hmm. no just do this that's the answer why are you taking 20 extra steps but i think you know in the long run it's going to pay off for them better than you know the way i learned or we learned you know was more awkward i guess i don't know sure that that makes sense so if you weren't a teacher and you were to be doing something else as a job, what what might that job be? So realistically, I would probably be in retail because I did a lot of retail before. And like before I even, you know, I had a almost like a separate career. I was in Blockbuster Video, if you remember those. And oh, yeah. Store manager. And like, so I was into that a lot. But like the dream gig, I guess, if I was doing, I would probably be in the film industry of some sort. You know, I'd love to be making, and I and I'm a part of a group that we try to make little movies, but again, that got derailed too. But something would be like a, you know, in screenwriting and um, directing, something, cinematography, any any of the any of those would be really cool. But yeah, I mean, and even like you know, I if there were more of a way like to do you know the social media or the influencer stuff as a full time job, that would be kind of cool too. So, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of what the appeal to me was was with, like, social media and writing and, like, movies because it's a way of exploring everything, right? You're not stuck into your, like, you know, if you're a doctor, God bless them, right? But that's all you're doing, right? You're, you're in medicine. You're in medicine. So you don't get to do a lot of other outside of your box kind of thing. If you're in retail, yeah. you're doing sales, if you're doing whatever it is. Another thing that I've been dabbling with, like, you know, in just small amounts, but I could have seen myself maybe, you know, in another life being is, like, involved in the stock market. You know, like, you know, it's it's okay. kind of, you think, no, not really, but it's kind of, it can be interesting of looking at patterns and seeing, you know, and I and I don't even really understand puts and calls that well yet, but just that kind of thing too. So that's what's nice about, like, I guess, again, movies, because if you're interested in, like, I don't know, um, trains, you can make a movie about trains, or if you're interested in, and if you get bored of that, then you go to, and that's something with me, that, and that's why I did so many things in college and jumped around, because I would find things interesting, and then I would lose interest. And I guess that's why teaching is a good fit for me because, like I said, some days I'm teaching health, some days I'm teaching PE, now I'm teaching math, and it's like a different group <laughs> of kids every year. And so there's different, you know, if I get bored of, you know, talking about the skeletal system, well, I'm only going to do it for like a week or two more. Now I'm starting to talk, you know, so it's just right. variety, I guess. So to answer your question, I guess I'm all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's part of why I like um, freelancing so much is you can mm-hmm. do you know all kinds of stuff i've got next week i'm starting a project on doing a website and social media campaign for um a farmer's market in kansas because a friend of a friend is doing some stuff there i'm like yeah sure that'll be great and talking with a band about doing another kickstarter coming up and you know all over the board doing just different things like that. It can Is it be five fun. iron frenzy or no, or some other. Yeah. Thing? This, yeah. this particular one will be five iron. They, they, the timeline's real iffy because of COVID, but they, they've already got some stuff recorded for the new album and nice. they want to kind of keep going along that, that route. That was I'm not really expecting, good. I'm not expecting the, this one to be as big as the last one, but um, that's okay. The goal won't be that big either. No, that was that was one of the good podcasts I listened to yours um, when you were with was it the singer I can't remember who it was but it was with Five Iron it was a lady right Five Iron Friends yeah. that you were talking to the yeah. podcast that you guys were friends and that was a good one too. So we have retail in common. I did a lot of work with Walden Books 
back in the day. Oh, one, of the, one of the things that I always tell people about is that was the only time I've ever been on a job and had a coworker be arrested while I was on, like, on the clock. Okay, we're going to get a little more. You're going to have to yeah, help this one. <laughs> apparently for, and I'd heard, but I'd never seen the guy do it. But I'd heard from other coworkers this guy was taking money out of the till. Oh god! And it just so happened that the day my manager called the cops, he was there, and they hauled him out in cuffs, um, you know, for stealing. Wow! And it, must it was have been one a of the good amount because I've heard of situations where they usually just fire the person and try to, you know, get some of the money back or whatever. But wow! Yeah, well, apparently it must have been. A bit, and this is a long. I mean. 20 years ago it's so this, he's the guy that's why walden books is out of business it's that guy's fault it was him <laughs> the, the the little the location maryville indiana that i used to work at like forever ago is <laughs> um and then i spent years working with best buy uh, oh okay yeah i think i did know that yeah helped them move store locations uh, they flew me up to canada for like a month one time to help it, back when they bought future shop in canada they we're setting up new Best Buys across the street because they found out through research that even though they owned Future Shop and then they put in a Best Buy, if both were in the same shopping plaza, the sales numbers on both went up. Yeah, yeah that, that stuff is so crazy how that works. More people would show up and they would like comparison shop, but all the money went to the same company in the end. So it's yeah, um, Walmart and... I worked at a bunch of places, Menards even, and I know nothing. I know nothing about home improvement. They had me. I was in the plumbing department for I think exactly two months before I quit the job. (laughs) But uh, you know, I could point someone to what I found on a map, but other than that, I couldn't answer their questions. I always had to find somebody. Yeah, retail's a trip, but I gotta say, I'm glad I'm not in it anymore because. It's rough. And then the hours when they got you working weekends and night. I mean, that's the one thing that I'm, you know, lucky. Like, I'll have to work late on my own sometimes, but at least I'm at home grading papers and doing stuff. I don't have to deal with people. And it's, you know, more of your kind of, yeah, retail's, retail's rough. I had a couple of rough years. And, and then while I was doing it, too, I was like a store manager. I was working like 60 hours, going to school full time. So okay. that's about time where my schedule was like, go to school in the morning, show up to work around noonish, close out the store, go out with my friends to the bars. Close out the bars, wake up the next day, and just do it all over again. And that, that run, they'll run you ragged after a while. Even though I was in my 20s, it's still, you know, rough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, I was working, I was getting up for a while. I was getting up at like 4 o'clock in the morning and getting to Menards so we could open by 5. And then working. And around lunch, I'd switch and go to Walmart and then work till close. And sometimes that would go late. Uh, or, or well, the holidays, I do not miss it working all the holiday sales and yes. all that stuff. That is not – I did my time. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's there's a like a huge line or angry customers at like Meyer or the grocery store, I always – strike up a small conversation with the cashier and apologize for how rude customers were. And, you know, I did my time and I'm glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like a rite of passage. Almost everybody should do. And, but it also makes you, like you just said, more empathetic, right? Cause that's me too. Uh-huh. Like um, my parents growing up, like my dad was always in the service industry. So like 
I always try to tip well. That kind of stuff just like, makes you, you know, uh-huh. pathetic to like. So yeah, I would never go off on a customer service person for what? Like, what are you going to get out of that anyway? And it's not their fault, you know, unless it's something that really calls for it. But there's really never really a need to do to go, you know, nuclear on somebody. No, absolutely. The only time I've ever had an issue is, um, you know, when you need a return process and then you don't ream anybody you just go okay can i talk to your manager so we can right get some fit and you're polite and you're calm and it's it's figured out it's not yeah. like this big deal and no, nobody cares if as long as you're polite they, they go through the process and you get your product fixed it's no big deal yeah so tell me about um how you got interested in in beer and more specifically, craft beer, like you, because I know you were talking about how you like certain craft breweries around you, and that's not—I don't want to say that's not typical, but it's not what people usually do when they they get into beer. They don't automatically get into craft beer usually. Yeah, I I don't know actually, because I mean, when I started, I, I'm I guess I'm not typical in that I didn't really drink till I was 21. I just it never really appealed to me. Like it wasn't like a this taboo mm-hmm. thing around my house, you know. I grew up in one of those families where my dad would offer me beer if I wanted to sip a little bit, and the taste never really appealed to me. So I guess my way of getting it would be kind of like probably the opposite of most people. I actually like, you know, whiskey, drinking liquor, and having, you know, cocktails, Manhattans, and old fashions. And somewhere along the way, I guess probably through my brother or my cousins, you know, they they started, you know, offering me like, oh, no, let's try this. like try. And so I actually would have beers. Before, my go-to beer was probably either Corona's, Maybe if I was getting fancy, a Guinness or like a Blue Moon, right? Mm-hmm. So not like crab crab beer, but you know, mid-tier, I guess. I don't know what you would call it. But and at some point around, you know, down the line, my brother and my cousin, brother-in-law, they started going to breweries and things like that. And I would join them. And I started, you know, actually tasting, I guess, I hate to be, I don't sound like a snob, but like tasting good beer. <laughs> difference. And, and I mean, yep. that's part of like my whole deal, I guess like as a collector as a person that likes like pop culture um i think beer is kind of part of our culture right i would say it's pop culture maybe not a pop culture but it's part of our culture yeah and as far as collecting it's you know what it's nice to like not even collect like the swag i should say like the glass and stuff but like you know hey, i've been to this one i've been to this one i can pipe in skype you know not skype i'm sorry untapped how many breweries i've been i'll get this uh-huh. magic. so it's a combination of a lot of things you know like kids like catching Pokemon, you know, I like to drink them all instead of catching them all, you know, just going to different right. breweries and getting those badges. So I think it was a culmination of a lot of different things. Nice. Yeah. That, that, that's a good story. So, some people can remember, like, the very first time they got stuck in the craft beer, and, and other times they're just like you. Like, I think the last three people I've asked have been like that, kind of unsure of the journey, but they just ended up at yeah. the destination, you know? <laughs> If I had to guess which were my first two, probably, like, you know, it would probably be either a Rev beer or a Half Acre. Maybe oh, okay. Goose, if you consider that, but I really don't kind of consider, you know, Goose Island really. Would you? Would you consider a craft beer? I mean, they used to be until they got bought by AB and Yeah, so maybe, years ago. maybe it was Goose Island, like, you know, you know 312 or something back in the day, but it had to be either that one or like a Half Acre beer or a, a Rev. One of those three are probably my first ones to get into. For sure. Yeah. And and people give uh, Goose a hard time, but I think they're one of the examples with AB InBev that they've done some good things with their money. I mean, mm-hmm. the way they've expanded their barrel aging beer program is fantastic. Um, okay. I got to go to their uh, barrel aging facility, and it, the thing is just massive. And 
of course, they could never have done that or made BCS available year round had they not had all, yeah. you know, all that big beer money come in. Yeah. So no, that yeah, it's and maybe that's part of the thing with because well, I mean definitely BCS you would I guess consider a craft beer, but I was thinking more of a and the, uh, yeah, see that's I guess that's part of the appeal too though finding those beers that are hard to find or finding the beers that you know that people rate highly and it's kind of like the chase even though. I'm very conflicted about it because I kind of hate that kind of stuff in a way. Like for clubs, mm-hmm. like Funko Pops that are chase ones, or you know, comics that have 20 different like you know variant covers. It's kind of like oh a yeah, money grab, but at the same time, there's a little part of you like, ooh, you know, I have this you know BCS that's you know hard to find, or I have you know whatever um, beers from you know out of town that are hard to find, things like that. But so I guess all of it is a, you know part of the appeal, and of course, just you know, tasting good and you know, beers fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I, for a very short amount of time, was into beer chasing because it was fun and I didn't have, I didn't really have kids to worry about or anything like that. So it was a lot easier. Yeah. And now I joke, I'm like, if I have to wait in line for beer, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, that's not about almost anything. Like I live in Chicago. Like sometimes people are like, oh, there's a, you know, 40 minute wait to get into this restaurant. No. And sometimes it bums my wife out. Like, I mean, if it's somewhere special, yeah, we'll wait. But I just, I don't see the, the, you know, the need to wait for anything. And I mean, maybe that's our culture, you know, our Amazon Prime society or whatever, but sure. it's, I just don't see that. Okay, fine. Yeah, this is a good restaurant, but you know what? I could drive a couple blocks and there's probably two or three just as good restaurants or just as good breweries. And, you know, maybe I'm spoiled, but yeah, it's, I'm not a big, I'm waiting either. But the chase is fun. Like, you know, finding stuff that, and actually, you'd be a good guy to ask about this. So I might have posted on Facebook, so maybe you saw it, but, um, my wife has finally had enough of me taking up half our fridge with beers and stuff. Oh, so yeah. It's like, you know, you got to get yourself a beer fridge. So I've been looking at a couple, and I, I don't think I really need like a 120 can one, but I'm, the jump is like, it's, if it's only a few bucks, I'm like, kind of, why not? Because bottles. So, but anyway, I mean, yeah, just I'm going on a tangent now, but yeah. No, that beer makes sh- sense. I mean, <laughs> I, I would I would love to have a beer fridge, but we're in a small apartment. And yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't have that many, I, I, I barely have. Uh, you know, more than six or eight cans of beer in the fridge at a time. And that's usually because I just bought it and it yeah. just goes in the fridge, you know. <laughs> um, any of my collectible stuff is just on a shelf in the bedroom because the house is AC'd, so it's not like I have to worry too much about right. temperature and all that. And yes, I know some people will say, oh, that's bad. You have to keep it, at, you know, between 50 and 60 degrees and all that, but I don't really care. It's... Yeah, no, it's not like... <laughs> and then, like, me, it's not even that I buy that much, but like you said, I'll buy a four pack, but then I only drink like one. I like I'm as much as I like to drink, usually one or two when I drink is enough because it's like I'm not trying to, you know, get hammered or anything. So sure. when I and when I do go, especially a place that I don't get to go often, I try to buy like, you know, a four pack and another four pack and a crowler or something. So then I end up with like a surplus because usually it's just me, too. If I have people over, then, of course, share the wealth, but especially now that, you know, these days. So right. it has built up. I probably have a good. 20 or 30 beers in the fridge right now <laughs> that's good though and yeah when it's when it's normally easier to have people over and kind of clear it out that you know i definitely take advantage of that <laughs> yeah. cool man uh thank you for making time to chat oh, and awesome anytime man it's yeah like being I said, able to reschedule and stuff but it's been it's been a couple days oh i understand I, I, I totally get it. And with everything that's going on, it's it's nice to just have a break and chat and, you know, have a cold one. Yeah. One of these, hopefully soon, you know, sooner rather than later, we'll be able to have one in person. 
you know? Yes. Like, I do want to get out the microphone. I still haven't gotten out there. I've had their beers, but I haven't had, you know, gotten out there. So we can meet there one of these days or something. Or maybe you have another one of these chats if, you know, stuff doesn't get a little bit better soon. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you, Gil. I'll talk to you later. No problem. Good talking to you.